Hey, it's Pastor Dudley of Shepherd Church, and thank you for joining us today on Godly Goosebumps. Uh, this is a podcast that we, we present stories and tell stories that uh, give glory and honor to God, stories that only God can orchestrate. And I'm joined in our podcast studio with a very special guest, Bridget and her mom, uh, Mandy uh, Pinto. And thank you all for joining me here today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, and I, I just want everyone listening to know that God is able to do immeasurably more than ever, whatever you can ask or imagine, as the Bible says. And I know there are many, many people in the world uh, that are listening that have health issues and health concerns, and it seems like in those moments where we question God the most sometimes, and yet I think today that this story that you're about to hear is going to be a blessing to you and will encourage you and many other people. Uh, Bridget is a 13-year-old girl and uh, grew up in this church and literally grew up in the church, right? You're you're a church mouse, right? Church rat. And um, when she was uh, eight years of age, which was in the year uh, 2017, she was diagnosed with a brain cancer, with a brain tumor, right? Yes. And uh, I wanted her to come on today with her mama and kind of tell this story and this journey because I think it will be something that will be an encouragement uh, to you. And uh, Bridget, I guess I want to go back to when you were, uh, uh, and I, I do want to, we'll talk more about the fact that you're real involved in our church and a lot of different things. But when you were eight years of age, uh, what, what were some of the symptoms that caused you all to go to the doctor where you started to know something was wrong? So I could not see, I was very blurry in my eyes, and uh, I would go to the bathroom every five minutes. Okay, so you just felt like something's wrong? Didn't know what was wrong? I didn't know what was wrong. Mom and Dad could tell what uh, was happening. I couldn't see, so they said I should see my doctor. Okay, and when you, when she was, when you as a parent, uh, Mandy, were looking at all this stuff, what, what, did you, did you think anything was as serious as it was, or did you just kind of have an inkling that something doesn't seem right? No, definitely not, because I thought, oh, she has my vision. So I got glasses when I was eight years old, and I thought, well, here it comes. She's going to need to see an optometrist, which we did. We saw two optometrists in which one, well, they both misdiagnosed. Um, And then some other issues where she was getting some mood changes and very, very tired. Um, Where the tumor was placed on her brain was on her pituitary, so it affected a lot of endocrine issues. So her thyroid was off, um, and so she just was kind of like a teenager, but at the age of eight, mm. a lot of ups and downs. Interesting. So you, do you remember the day you went to the hospital? Oh, yes. And what was that day like? And, and they ran you through what kind of test? Um, blood tests. Um, I was very scared. I didn't know what was happening, um, but my family was there to support me. Okay. And, and they, they, how long was she in the hospital that first, for the first round of tests? For the first round of tests, that involved an MRI. That was our first initial um, inkling of what was going on. Okay, and this has to be one of the most heart-wrenching things when the doctor comes out and says, we got a problem. Do you remember how that conversation went? Yes, we were actually on our way home from the MRI, and it was about 45 minutes after, and her pediatrician had called and said that they had found something and to basically pack a bag because it was going to be a long day at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. So they called you on the way home. 
Yes. And told you to get stuff and come back. Yes. And then what what point did they tell you she had a, a brain tumor? Um, immediately, actually, they, they said we found um, a tumor on her pituitary gland. Okay. And so we knew we were dealing with something. We actually, those tumors most of the time are benign. Okay. So that led to us meeting with the top neurosurgeon at Children's, which we feel very fortunate to have met. And then we just kind of went down the road of, let's let's have a surgery, let's remove this tumor. But unfortunately, because of the way that the nerves were surrounding the tumor, they couldn't remove it. It had been growing probably since in utero, mm. and so they couldn't carefully remove it. So he biopsied it and then said, we'll go ahead and um, treat it with medication, like chemo, radiation. When the biopsy returned, that is when we learned that it was actually cancerous. Mm. And what what was that day like when you found out that news? Um, it was very scary. Um, I had no idea what to think. I didn't know what was my body going through. It took me a little time to know what was going on. You you were still having the symptoms. Yes. Uh, as a parent, like which like you uh, cannot really understand. For good reasons, but as a parent, whenever you get any news that your child is hurting or suffering or something like this, it's it's world shaking, right? World, I mean, you're just whole world turned upside down at that moment, right? Yes, it, it's a big shock and nothing you ever expect to hear. And did she? Do you think she understood the gravity of it? No. Yeah, it's because she's eight. Right. She knew something was wrong, but she doesn't understand really the life and death situation there. And did you explain that to her? Or did did you? Kind of stay away from that. Yeah, that's a great question. We actually just shared with her that she was going to have some time in the hospital and get some treatment and tests, but that she would have hard days because we we didn't want to candy coat it for her. We wanted her to know that some days are going to be hard, but Mm. we are here with you Mm. and you have our prayers and support and the love of your church family and family and friends. So um, I think that really helped her go, okay, I'm not going through this alone. Did the doctor ever tell you the worst case scenario, or did they only tell you the the best case? What what? How do they, they how usu- do they word that? <laughs> they usually tell you the worst case scenario. So my husband and I, our minds were kind of blown, and it it almost feels like you're not there when they're talking to you. Right. Your your just brain's numb. in a different place, yeah. yeah, and you're just trying to process all this information. So they they diagnose this as a brain tumor, and then they find out it's cancerous. And uh, then that's when it gets really serious. And then what was what? What did they say about the treatments and what was going to happen next? They mentioned the doctor actually walked in thrilled um, because he studies all kinds of brain cancers, saying, "This is great news. She has germinoma, which is the type of cancer she had." And he says, "We're going to treat it, and she's going to move on with her oh, life." Wow. And so we kept thinking, "She has cancer." <laughs> we couldn't get past <laughs> yeah. that fact, but we were just trusting that. They knew what they were doing. Mm, yeah. So they. what were the treatments? Uh, rounds of chemo and about 30 days of radiation. And how many rounds of, of chemo did it she It was have? four rounds, which we feel fortunate to not have had so many. Yeah, yeah. And how did you feel during those treatments, Bridget? Um, To be honest, I was a little worried um, how things were going to go through my body, like the treatments. And I was really scared, but the Lord was with me, and we 
praised his name when there was no reactions to the medicine and we just opened up in his word and that's when I came to know the Lord so much better. Mm. Tell me about that, the, the no reaction, because that's, that's kind of a miracle and this we tell these stories to show, give glory to God and, and his miraculous power. Yeah, Bridget and I love this story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bridget was starting her very first round of chemo, mm-hmm. and the nurse walked in, and she was a very seasoned nurse, and she said, now I want to just let you know that every child I have ever been in the room with and give this treatment to reacts. And I said, so what do you mean by react? And she said, hives, stop breathing, and that's why I stand by their bedside for 15 minutes. And I'm literally, and Bridget's eyes got this I got so big. big. And I'm across the room, and I'm sitting in my chair, and I sense the, the Lord speaking to me and says, she will not react. And I'm like, okay, is that just me wanting that to be true, or is that the Lord? And so I said, how do I get that across to Bridget and let her know that I'm hearing this from who I believe is the Lord. And so I went over to her bedside. I said, Bridget, let's pray. Let's pray you do not react. And I'm sure the nurse thought we were crazy, but we prayed 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And the nurse said to us, in my whole career of nursing, I have never not seen a child react. And I, yeah, there's the goosebumps. Well, I just got them. <laughs> but she did say, Pastor, that, that she don't expect this every time. Like every round is different, and I'm like, okay. But I will tell you that Bridget did not react from any round. Um, So the Lord was faithful. And then in that moment, I think we learned to really lean in and listen to his voice, Mm -hmm. and we learned that when God spoke to us, it was very short, three words, four words. And I realized when I talk, when it's coming from myself, Mm -hmm. it's long-winded. It's a lot of thought. But when it comes from the Lord, it's short and concise Mm -hmm. and very clear. You know, he, he, you know, the Lord just spoke and created the world and the universe. So he, 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 he knows how to speak and he knows how to bring healing. Amen. Amen. So this battle of the, of this, of being in and out of the hospital. Did she go in and just stay there for how long was she there? She would sometimes get treatment and be able to come home. Okay. Um, but if she got any kind of fever or infection, she would have to get to the hospital within a 45 minute window, which as you know, we live in Santa Clarita, so it's the drive to children's could be hours, but for some reason it was like the Lord parting the waters and we got on that freeway and were able to get there in that window. Wow. And she would sometimes have to stay around five days until her numbers started coming mm-hmm. up again. Mm-hmm. And was there, once this process started, she's eight years old, how long did it continue before you felt like you were out of the woods or when, when, like, when did that take place? About six months. Six months of this. And do you remember how, what happened at the end of the six months, then how they told you you were cancer free? Oh yeah. Um, I started to get my vision back and um, I could see. I couldn't understand what the medicine was doing and how it was working in my body. And the child life specialists, they would explain what was happening to my body and how they were able to help distract me with crafts. And it was so fun. But at the same time, I got to learn how the word of the God helps me and that he's my rock and he's my shield. Mm. 
and he'll guide me wherever I go. You know, some people, when they go through difficult trials, they run from God. Did you catch yourself running from God, or did, were you just running to God? I was running to God. I was growing in my faith. That's yeah. what I truly believe. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about that a little bit this weekend in church on how God grows our faith. And most times it is through a trial. It's through a difficulty. Uh, we don't understand it. We, we, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. But he allows these, some of these things to happen. And, and again, the same sun that, that melts butter hardens clay. So a lot of it depends on your attitude and how you receive these difficult times. Did you ever doubt God in this whole process? Did you ever question and think there must not be a God? Or did you just know that this was happening to you and you were just clinging to God because you knew he was your rock and your your salvation? Um, I think I questioned a little bit because I was still growing in my faith, still learning about the gospel. But as I was walking through it and mom opening the Bible as worshiping God in the hospital room, I began to believe more and more. Okay, Mama, behind the scenes, how much time did you spend crying? You know what? Only a few times. And and it wasn't because I wasn't devastated or heartbroken or sad, but my husband, Jeremy, who you have known since oh, he yeah. was a little boy, um, we just made the choice and decision to trust Jesus and, and not just believe in him, but believe him when he says, I will walk with you through mm. troubled waters and I will carry you. And so the moment it happened, we just looked, we had a moment where we looked at each other and we said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to trust the Lord and we're going to trust that he is sovereign and good. And that is the only thing that Bridget will know. She, she will be able to come to us with hard days Yes, there was hard days, but at the same time, we had such a tremendous support, not only in the Lord, but our prayer team here at Shepherd. They were literally a text away. Um, people coming alongside us and helping us carry this burden and loving on her and her little sister, who was four at the time. So yes, there were tears, but there was a confidence. Mm. We had just come off of revival. Um, this was 2017. She was diagnosed in October. So we were full to the brim. Yep, right at that time. Right at that time. So I feel like our faith was at a place to receive some very difficult and hard mm. things. Mm. And, um, yeah. And so, and so t today she's completely cancer-free. And yes. and what do, what do they tell you about the test? I read that the test that she's cleaner than people who've never had cancer. Can you explain that to me? Oh, yeah. It's like a, a mirror, they say, like nothing happened. They can see nothing that happened in the MRI. They say that every time. So is the tumor completely gone or is it is it's just completely gone? It's completely gone. And, and they will show a side-by-side -side image of her brain when she had the tumor and mm. then her brain. And it is almost like this stress, this... You can even see the little lines and things that aren't there anymore. And so what they do now is they use Bridget's scan after having cancer to compare other children's brain to because that is how clean and clear wow. her scan is. Wow. Uh, did, so you don't live in fear of – you don't have any fear of any of that. Do you have any health fears at all? Sometimes I do right before a scan. Um, 
but those are because how often do you have to go in and do that every once a year actually now. once a year mm-hmm. you go in there and there's just nothing nothing well praise the lord for that and i yes. hope if you're watching you're excited uh to hear this story when you look back over this journey do you feel and sense that god's hand has been upon your life oh yes 100 percent. and and you know i think one of life's greatest challenges is to understand that god has a purpose for each of our lives yes and so what what do you think god's purpose is for your life he kept you around you're still here you're cancer free what do you feel your purpose is in life to share his love and what he's done in my life there that there's power in his name that he can do miracles even when it's impossible Mm. amen well you're making me cry now (laughs) Me too. <laughs> okay. Um, tell me a little bit about how you're involved in church here five years later. What all do you do here at the church? Um, I'm a part of Shepherd Youth, which is amazing. We have an amazing youth team here. And I'm a part of D groups. I have a D group leader named Ruby. She's awesome. And my D group friends who really support me when the struggles are here and things happen at school. And it's a really cool community. Do they know everyone in your your discipleship group do they know the journey you've been on yes they do yeah yeah and you see yourself as a blessing to people that are in the midst of a, a journey like this do you feel like you you have a testimony that you can tell them look what god did in my life and he can do it in yours yes i definitely feel that and have you had a couple of opportunities to yes can you explain that to us um so there is a girl at school and she but I didn't know she, if she was telling the truth, but she said she had cancer, and I was like, I've been through that. I support you and know that God's going to make a way in her life. But then later on, I found out that it was a lie. Mm. So she, was, she wasn't telling the truth? No. Okay. Well, she might have been lying, but there's a lot of people going through difficult times. Yes. Right? And uh, what, what is your advice to anyone who comes to you and says, I've got a, I've got a health issue, cancer, I've got a tumor, I've got a bad report from the doctor, my life is upside down. What is your word of encouragement to that person? God's going to move through you, even though you might not believe it. Just grow into his word. Ask him for help. Amen. Amen. So again, my name is Dudley Rutherford. This is Godly Goosebumps, and I'm in the podcast studio room with Bridget. Uh, She's 13 years of age, and when she was eight, she was diagnosed with a a cancerous brain tumor, and uh, God miraculously healed her uh, through, with the help of doctors. You know, God can use doctors. He can also snap his fingers or wink his eye or say a word. I think all of that works together. Yes. And uh, Phil's uh, today cancer-free, no bad reports, and has used her life as brief as it's been because 13 is still young you know that right yes uh and she uses it to serve the lord and uh manny you have to be proud of this girl and all that she is and all that she stands for right yes and we know it's just by his grace Mm -hmm. honestly we're proud of the choices she's made she's started a a bible prayer group at her school at a public school and she's just kind of leading that in faith um and we're proud of the ways that she's using her gifts to serve God and to share his love. 
Yeah, I know. You know, just because the 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 shepherd knows the flock, and uh, of course, there's a lot of people at this church. I don't know them all, but I've I've known you and your husband uh, Jeremy for, for seems like forever, and just see this girl grow up in the church. And I remember first hearing the word, just how devastating it was for all of us, because you just don't know what's going to happen. But we serve a great God, and as we've shared earlier, He knows far more than any of us will ever know. I want to read one verse, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17, that says, Ah, sovereign Lord. I love that word, ah, right in the front of that. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. And the next line says, nothing is too hard for you. And I just want to leave that uh, word uh, to anyone who hears this uh, story Again, this is a, you know, life itself is a miracle. Just life is a miracle. And our God is a God who saves. And, you know, if you're five years old or 10 years old or 100 years old, however much time God gives you, the Bible says that before you're born, that every day has already been written down. And God is sovereign, as this verse says, Jeremiah 32, 17, and there's nothing that's too difficult for him. And so if you're listening and you're struggling financially, emotionally, relationally, uh, health-wise, you need to get down on your knees and you need to go to Almighty God in prayer. God has a thousand ways uh, to bring out his purpose in your life. And uh, I don't know if you know this, you probably know, but I have a sister who had uh, twin boys. And uh, when they were four, uh, they found a brain tumor in one of those two, two boys of hers. And within 100 days, he died. And uh, I, remember, I remember the dad uh, saying in front of his church, you know, God's got a silent voice and he's got a two-by-four that he can hit you over the head with. And his encouragement was to always, when you hear the small, still voice of God, to respond at that point. Don't, don't be so stubborn that God's got to hit you over the head with a two-by-four. He can, and he will. Um, but even to this day, I know a little bit about what happens when a child, when you, as a parent, you get word of, of a child that has gotten sick. And people are really in bad place today, uh, physically. Every hospital in this country is filled with people with stories like yours. They don't all turn out like you, uh, so I hope that you live every day uh, being aware uh, that God gave you another day, another week, another month, another year, and just use it every day, uh, live every day to its fullest for the Lord. And I know this girl, and I know that she will. Yes. So, you know, I don't know if we've done this, but I do want to just say a prayer as we close up this podcast. And... Uh, just pray for anyone who might be watching this that needs a miracle. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for Bridget. We thank you for her mama. We thank you for this sweet story of a young girl who came down with this brain tumor and all of the fears and all of the questions. But in the midst of all of that, in the midst of that storm, there was a, there was a hope and a trust and a faith and a belief in a God who heals and a God who saves. And I thank you for the testimony that this girl, I believe, will tell the rest of her years on this earth of how at life's greatest moment uh, that you showed up and you delivered. 
Lord, we know that the very worst thing in our minds that happen is when someone dies, and yet if they really had a heavenly perspective, that's the moment that we come to see you, and it really is a day that is beyond our imagination. And so I hope people uh, understand that life is full of ups and downs, and the secret is to always look to you and turn to you and to trust in you, both during the good days and during those difficult days, because you're the one who is powerful. You're the one who's holy. You're the one that is true. You're the one who's faithful. And we thank you, God. We come to you thanking you for the way you've blessed this young lady. And for anyone who's listening that needs a miracle, God, I pray this very moment that you'd bring healing into their life, that you would bring salvation to those who find themselves in a hopeless situation. I pray that instead of running from you, God, that we will run towards you, knowing that you are, and your son Jesus is the Savior of the world. God, we thank you for this miracle. We thank you for this story. We pray that you would repeat it over and over in the lives of those who look to you and trust in you. Bless every person who hears this story. Help them to share it with their family and friends and acquaintances. We thank you for the testimony of this young lady, and I know that all the days of her life that she will always give you the glory and the praise. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Bridget, thank you for coming. Of course. And uh, Mama, thank you for coming. Thank you. And uh, stay tuned, and we'll get you more of these stories, but uh, give us a follow and a like and share this story with as many people as possible. Thank you for joining us today on Godly Goosebumps. Goosebumps.